Welcome, everybody, to the Be Kind Podcast, part of the Animal Advocate's mission to create a more compassionate world for all living creatures, whether or not those creatures like to take artsy photos in black and white, photos with wide-angle lenses, or photos with their mobile phones. All animals and people deserve to be loved, and we are here to make that a thing. And why am I talking about various ways to take photographs? Because we are here with Alyssa, who is a local food photographer and vegan food blogger. And John's here, too. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having me. You're welcome, Lisa. Well, thanks for coming on. So we'll just start off with the basic question that we ask every guest is, what is your vegan journey? My vegan journey? Well, I started as vegetarian when I was nine years old. So a pretty long time ago. It's been about 15 years now since I started my whole journey. The The reason for my vegetarianism when I first started is it's a little bit of a mixed story. I feel like I have my own story, which is, you know, I would eat like chicken nuggets from McDonald's. And I remember one specific instance where I bit into a McDonald's chicken nugget and the consistency, there was something in there. And that's when I realized, oh, this is an actual animal and I'm eating something that is going to be inconsistent. You know, like if you eat a steak, there's there's the bones in it and all of that stuff. Yeah, and the gristle and stuff like that. Yes, this exactly. Very gross conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very sorry. It's okay. Great start. <laughs> Keep going. Sorry. And then my parents' version of the story is that when I was very young, I was in Girl Scouts and I went to a chick hatchery for one of the nights that we had a meeting. And they showed us how they dispose of the baby chicks that are males that they don't need. Um, I don't remember when that happened or how that happened, but maybe that's for the good. (laughs) And so you became vegetarian at a very young age. And how did you start transitioning that over towards the vegan end of things? Yeah, yeah. So I was vegetarian for a very, very long time. I went vegan about four years ago. Um, It was spring break, I was in college, and I decided I was bored, and I should watch something that kind of leaned into my interests as a vegetarian. And so I watched Earthlings on YouTube, definitely a classic vegan documentary. And that's when I decided to make the switch. I've never seen that movie, but I've heard very passionate things about it. Yeah, yeah it's kind of crazy. I It actually took me a couple months to actually get through it because it's so intense. Like, it's very realistic. Like, they, you know, they give you all the straightforward facts. And it's very, very, it's sad. It's honestly, it's sad. The yeah. things that happen in it. And I, I can see why it converts a lot of people to go vegan because it really goes behind the scenes of what happens in the industry. So when you were growing up, you just graduated from Millersville a couple of years ago. So you're a fairly young individual, if you don't mind me saying. So when you were growing up, especially nowadays where veganism and vegetarianism is more mainstream, how was that? We've had some vegetarians and vegans like John who have been vegetarian or vegan for ages and ages and ages and they're a little yes make me feel old joe thank I'm you say older <laughs> not old it's all relative uh so i've been meat free for almost 27 years so wow yeah and 15 of those years i was vegan so yeah impressive <laughs> yeah thank so, you growing up as vegetarian i imagine you had a lot of different food choices when you're hanging out with your friends or in school going to parties or things like that and as someone who's a little bit on the younger side 
how has it been growing up in this more vegetarian, vegan, accessible environment, especially in relation to your peers and things like that? Yeah. Uh, well, a lot of my friends or my friends' families, if I was going over to hang out with them, were pretty understanding or I would just equip myself with what I needed to, to go hang out with friends. I think in the past 15 years that I've been around vegetarian and vegan foods, there's definitely been such a huge boom in terms of what kind of products are available. When I first was vegetarian, there was only Boca Burgers and Morningstar and those were the main brands. And now you go to the grocery store and there are whole aisles dedicated to plant-based food, which is really awesome. Definitely. And you mentioned you were in the Girl Scouts. So have you had any of the vegan Girl Scout cookies? I have. They're pretty awesome, right? They are pretty good. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like they're basically accidentally vegan. Mm -hmm. Like they just don't use any products, kind of like Oreos. And that's always nice. (laughs) And it's, it's, kind of a funny joke when people say I could never eat anything vegan and you're like well <laughs> do you eat Oreos because they actually there you are go. exactly <laughs> there are vegan Girl Scout cookies besides Thin Mints now uh there's Tagalongs there's the the lemon there's like a lemon one yes and I think there's four of them all together I think the there's a mint one too but yeah they're really good so then once you got to college I think very referenced that you went to Millersville how was it going to college as a vegan and interacting with your peers there especially this was even more and more recently where I bet there was vegan stuff all over the place or was there there definitely was I think going to college was an even more welcoming atmosphere than where I grew up which was a little bit in the middle of nowhere people are definitely used to the lifestyle and the diets that they've had all their lives and their families have had all their lives. So college was actually a a pretty easy adjustment with dining halls. uh, There was something called the healthy bar that one of the main dining halls had. And they offered something where you got to choose your grains. So it could be rice, quinoa, et cetera. Then your vegetables. Um, You could add meat if you wanted to. I obviously opted not to. And that was definitely my go-to throughout college. And it was delicious. Nice. Yeah, I went to Gaysburg College from 2010 to 2014. It was similar where the healthy foods were all the vegan things, but they were still really good. And actually, one of the reasons I started doing it is because I got bored of all the non-vegan things because it would just be chicken, burgers, buffalo wings, stuff like that. And you would eat that every meal for every day. And then, you know, why don't I try this fajita mix or this vegan quiche or something like that and then before you know it oh this isn't so bad and in college and high school especially a lot of times people have a way of labeling their peers or other students did you find that at all growing up that you were labeled as that vegetarian or that vegan person oh definitely but it i don't think it was a bad thing because as i was growing up there did seem to be an increased interest in that kind of lifestyle and so i was kind of the source when people had questions and I have friends throughout college and mostly college, I would say that were, that were interested and I gave them recommendations and now they're vegetarian or they tried veganism and they enjoyed it. That's a way of looking. I never even thought about where, when you are labeled as that person with something like veganism, where it's a advocacy ethical issue, it really makes you able to spread the word and give people resources to turn to when they need help. So yeah, that's awesome. And then one of the reasons you were recommended to come on the show is that, You are a vegan food blog and you're quite active on social media. So when did you really get active into that side of things? I would say really it's just been in the last few months. I wanted to pick up something new that I was passionate about and I figured it's been something 
a lifestyle that I've done for so long that I might as well share, you know, my favorite food choices, restaurants. It's sometimes pretty hard to find restaurants that have options. And so sharing those on social media was something I was interested in. And it just kind of took off from there. And I've been doing it since. And what's the name of your blog? It's Fork and Nice. Nice. I see what you did there. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I actually, in college, I took a digital media writing class and they had us create a blog about something that we were interested in. And so I figured that was the logical step for me. And that's when the name was born. And so it was it made sense for me to choose that name for my Instagram as well. I like that name, too, because something I tell people is that ever since going vegan, I use knives significantly less when I eat. It's mostly yes. just things in bowls. What are some of your favorite foods that you really were super excited to share on your blog? Oh, man, that's tough. I think in terms of things I've made myself, curry is always such a good one. And I also really, really love Buddha bowls. So Mm -hmm. just choosing a base. Lately, I've been doing quinoa and lentils. That's actually what I had for lunch today. Nice. And then just a variety of vegetables that I'll bake in the oven, add a a tahini sauce. And it's honestly one of my favorite things. And I was pretty apprehensive of trying it, but it's my go-to meal now. That's one of my favorite things about veganism is before you were vegan, there was things that you would never would have tried before. And when you branch out like that and you find this whole new world, it's like, oh, man, like it's so great. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) And the variety that exists amongst vegetables and fruits is so much more diverse than the variety that exists amongst dead animal flesh. Because let's be real, chicken, pork, steak. Sure, I'm sure there's going to be a foodie. Actually, I'm pretty sure there won't be a foodie that writes us in and says, well, actually, the texture is all this and the different subtle tones of all those dead animals give you a much different palate experience. Let's be real. All this kind of fibery or ground up fleshy things all kind of taste and have very similar texture. Both vegetables, you got a Brussels sprout, which is way different than a green bean, which is way different than broccoli, which is way different than banana. And so you got so much variety and things to play around with that really. With something like a Buddha bowl really gives you so many different options to make it different every single time, even though technically it's the same dish. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the more complex things that maybe you've made in your culinary career? Good question. I think French onion soup is a little bit more of a complex, time-consuming thing to make. So that's one I've, I definitely would say is one of them. And my boyfriend, he is not vegan, but he eats vegan with me. We always have vegan dinners, and he is definitely quite the chef. So he's helped me a lot with some of the foods we prepare. He's worked in kitchens at different jobs, so he's always teaching me, oh, you you cut vegetables this way, not this way. So just want to shout out him because he is also an integral (laughs) part of me making these dishes. Nice. In terms of other ones, I think vegetable pot pie, it's not a complex one, but it is a time-consuming one, and I feel like that's kind of my my judgment based on the level of difficulty. Oh, and wonton soup. That one also was a little more complex. Hand-making each wonton took some time, (laughs) but it was worth it. So what do you put in your wontons? The ones that I made, I think it was last month, had carrot, mushrooms, and I think those were the base of the wontons. Nice. I bet that was really good. (laughs) You hate mushrooms. I but people love mushrooms though, so they would love that. (laughs) You don't like mushrooms? I don't. It's so weird. It's a texture thing for me. Like I want to love them so much and every time I try them, I gag. I can't help it. However, at Lancaster Veg Fest, 
I did have this mushroom jerky and it was incredible. It was so good. So there is some hope left that, uh, you know, I might like a mushroom one day that's prepared right. So, yeah. Since you brought up Lancaster Veg Fest, I have to know what you tried besides the jerky. Oh, uh, well, I was stuck at the Animal Advocates booth, so I didn't really get to try too many things. But I did have the cheese fries and those were awesome. But they were also right next to us. So I was just like, yank. But they were really good. Seriously. I got the carrot hot dog, which was the first carrot hot dog I've ever had. The worst part about it was the carrot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I did try the watermelon. There was... Deep fried watermelon? Yeah, deep fried watermelon. Oh, that was amazing. It was really good. Yeah. (laughs) I had that too. That was awesome. That was a good day. I was pretty suspicious of how it would taste, but... Yeah, I was, a good surprise. I was nervous because of the same thing. And then I saw the line kept growing and people were coming back for more. And I'm like, all right, I got to get my hands on this. <laughs> it was really good. Yeah. I also tried the Spurrito. It was one of the food trucks. It's a spring roll burrito. Ooh, that I was s- very good. I saw that after I'd eaten my carrot hot dog and I was very disappointed <laughs> with my choices. Yeah, it happens. You got to try something, you know. This is true. Yeah, I think that's pretty much all I got to try, but everything was awesome. It was so good. Well, I want to circle back to something. So one of my favorite dishes ever growing up was French onion soup. So I have to hear how you make your French onion soup. You have to saute the onions for a very, very long time. That's basically the basics of why it takes so long is sauteing the onions for so long. But then we add in... Uh, red wine, vegetable stock, I think a little bit of soy sauce, and a little bit of oil. I feel like I could do that. Now, do you do the crack uh, of French onion with the cheese on top too, or do you just do straight up? It depends. If I have it available near me, sometimes my grocery store doesn't always have vegan cheese right. or something like that. But when I have it, I definitely go all out, nice. make some homemade croutons with bread, Oh uh, yeah, the whole nine. <laughs> Now I'm hungry. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Well, we talked about food you make, but a big part of your blog is also food other people make. So in the local South Central PA area, what are some of your favorite vegan restaurants? I'm going to have to choose. Okay. (laughs) Let's see. So I'll go by general regions because I feel like I have one or two favorites from each one. Lancaster, like you mentioned earlier, Rachel's so good. So good. They have the best crepes. I also really like Sprout of mm. Rice and Noodles near the Ware Center downtown. Yeah, That really one, good. when I would have evening classes, I would always treat myself to a dinner there, and it made driving out to the city a lot nicer. <laughs> In York, I would say Viet Thai. Oh, yeah. That's I think that's one. my ultimate favorite one. <laughs> I love Thai food, so that one probably takes the cake overall. And then I also really, really like the Vegetable Hunter. They have one in Harrisburg and one in Carlisle. I think you just listed all the main places we go to all yep. the time. <laughs> <laughs> all of our favorite spots. <laughs> yeah. I also got to give a shout out to Root. I Root was one of the original all-vegan restaurants in the area. And yes. They change their menu every week significantly. It's not just two specials. It's I've been going there for lunch meetings, out for work, and they have 20 different things on that menu every week. I don't know how they do it. Yeah, I love their vegan wings. They're really good there. And the ranch that they have. I didn't, I wasn't a huge fan of ranch, but their ranch is really good. Okay. Never gotten those. Noted. (laughs) Have there been any other vegan restaurants you've been to, maybe not in this immediate area that really leap out in your mind as well? Oh man, that's tough. 
I feel like I haven't traveled in a pretty long time. So I, I don't think there are any that, that leap out to me. I'm trying to think of other places I've been to and I can't think of any. Either. Yeah, I haven't really. <laughs> I feel like the world just kind of made everything <laughs> a little bit harder to yeah. travel outside. The only place I can think of outside of our area is in West Reading, Chan's Chinese restaurant. Oh my God, it's so good. It's amazing. All completely vegetarian, vegan, and it's mind-blowing definitely check that out uh chen's uh vegetarian i believe it's called chen's yeah and e1 are they open again oh yeah yeah they i don't think they ever closed i think they when everything was happening with the pandemic they just had a takeout only but now you can actually sit in there and that's in uh elizabethtown have you ever been there no i haven't gone there but i lived in elizabethtown when i was really young so i'll have to go back okay and find it yeah they have like their own vegetarian menu and it's it's amazing they're lo mein they don't use egg in their noodle they use buckwheat noodles and oh my god it's so good and they make their own i think they make their own seitan from scratch i don't know I, it's seitan i never had before and it's really good <laughs> <laughs> yeah they have wonton soup there uh all kinds of stuff it's you definitely need to check that out one of the most interesting Thai restaurants I've been to is Krua Thai down in Dallas Town, which the best way I can describe it is if you just went over to your friend's house and stayed for dinner and your friend was Thai and made Thai food for dinner, that's what it feels like. It doesn't feel like restaurant food. It feels like you're just eating food. At a friend's house. Yeah. <laughs> mm, <laughs> nice. I'm getting lots of recommendations. You'll probably see them popping up on my Sweet. Instagram soon. There we go. We're making a difference one good looking picture of food at a time. <laughs> And you're not alone in the vegan blogger sphere. What are some other vegan influencers or bloggers that you follow that inspire your work? That's a good question. I think the first one that comes to mind is, I think her handle is Diggin' with Dev. Mm. She's on Instagram as well. And I always love seeing her food. Her plates look incredible. <laughs> other than that, I feel like I just kind of follow like miscellaneous brands make vegan food and just see what kind of recipes they're posting. And they're definitely a big inspiration for some of the different things I like to try out and what I like to make. I don't know too many vegan influencers, so I can't really add anything to this part <laughs> of the conversation. Tabitha Brown's going to be my girl because she's awesome. She was actually in my group that I made a long time ago. It's a, a food porn group. And it's just, she came from there and now she's like the superstar. But yeah, Tabitha Brown, she's just amazing. Makes so many amazing different things. She actually came out with a cookbook at the end of the year, I believe. And yeah, it's just amazing what she's doing. Oh, that's awesome. Billie Eilish is also... Vegan. Yeah, yeah. And her mom has, I think it's a nonprofit, and what they do is they take vegan meals and distribute them. Mm -hmm. I, th I believe it's called Support and Feed. I think mm -hmm. that's right. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. right? Okay. Mm -hmm. And I actually saw her on Hot Ones, which is, I don't know if you're familiar with that, but yeah. basically people eat wings as hot as they can get them and they go through like one through 10 of the hottest. But she was on there eating vegan wings, and I was like, oh, I think that's when I discovered that she was vegan. And she was just talking about so many cool things. And I'm like, all right, you're way cooler than I thought you were. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's awesome that there's someone that's so popular that's vegan and like getting the word out and helping people. So, yeah, the only vegan influencers I really, really used to follow were the Bearded Vegans. Mm, yep. I used to listen to that podcast very religiously. And I was a Patreon donor because one time I got really drunk <laughs> and I went and became a Patreon donor at the highest level. And I liked it so much. <laughs> I let it stay. <laughs> nice and they would and actually a lot of the questions they would answer on that show came from me the mm. is artificial intelligence vegan rant that they went on many many times 
<laughs> I starred that. Okay. Okay. Wait. So, so is it vegan? They, I would say no, because if depends how sophisticated it is. If a machine is so sophisticated that it can feel pain and make decisions and emotions, I would say no it is not vegan to use it for human means if it is not consenting to perform them. And then Paul on the show, who was a mathematician, kept getting hate mail because he was very uncreative and said, well, robots are just math and math has no feelings. And then they created a whole philosophical debate. Well, aren't we all just math then if we have feelings? And <laughs> it got very, very, they kept readdressing the question over and over again. But I would say that no, it is not vegan if it has the capability to feel emotions and pain. I agree. Oh, yeah. But now the ve- bearded vegans, they stop their podcast. So now there is a void that we can fill. Oh, yeah. That's, all that's why we're here. Our viewers. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that I'm kind of interested in hearing about is that you mentioned you went to school for public relations and you currently work for WebFX, which is, I'm guessing, a marketing communications, public relations type company. How has your veganism informed your career work, especially as it relates to working with non-vegan messages or maybe trying to lean towards the compassionate, ethical veganism in some non-typical advertising means or clients? Yeah, well, the good thing is I don't have any clients that are food specific, so I don't have to dive into anything in terms of promoting something that I may not necessarily agree with, but... I think, you know, overall, just working at the company, they've also been very receptive to having, you know, dairy-free options and vegan options at company events. Um, They've been very open. When it comes to the advertising efforts I do, I don't typically tend to mention I'm vegan or or go into details with that, but just kind of internal communication. It it seems like a big initiative. And, you know, when we get pizza that's dairy-free, no cheese, seems to go pretty fast nowadays so a lot of people are are interested nice you didn't get the cheese pizza isn't vegan there's vegetables on it sometimes though yet i've not gotten that i've gotten You're lucky that. <laughs> <laughs> i've had that <laughs> just because there's vegetables on doesn't make it vegan right <laughs> yeah. and so obviously you won't be able to really give a complete answer to this question until you're in that situation but what would be the line you would draw from a work perspective going against your vegan ethic in terms of promoting or endorsing non-vegan products if they asked me to promote or endorse it or yeah or work on it as a project for your work you know what i don't think they ever would like i think my management is very understanding and i don't think they would ever ask me to do that and if they did i'd just be like hey just a reminder i'm vegan i may not be the right fit for this kind of campaign And I think they would be pretty understanding of that because, I mean, I don't even know what kind of stuff you make with meat anymore. Like, I'm so (laughs) far removed. I just, I have no concept of what kind of foods you make. Right. Wow, that's really cool to have, like, someone that you work for that actually respects your lifestyle and everything like that. Because some places are just kind of, you know, very rude about it. Yeah. Yeah, when I was in college, I interviewed for an internship that I didn't learn until after the interview that one of their main companies was a meat company. And luckily, I did not get the internship. I was actually kind of relieved <laughs> sure. after learning about that. But I was like, Phew, dodged a bullet. Nice. So WebFX, everybody, if you're a vegan out there looking for a marketing job, they're not a sponsor of the show yet. yet. <laughs> So do you do any other type of activism? I fully believe that blogging and 
promoting delicious and amazing beautiful vegan foods is a form of activism in itself but do you do any more direct forms of activism no not yet but i could be persuaded well funny you mentioned we just finalized our outreach calendar for the animal advocates (laughs) of south central pa and we'll be getting that up by the time this episode airs sending myself a deadline (laughs) so if you're interested in volunteering at some of our outreach events you can sign up there. That basically means you're just going to be going to a table at a local event like a Veg Fest or uh, Central PA Pride or Wolfstock or something like that and handing out free vegan food and talking to people about veganism. It's a good time. And yeah. there's also, uh, we have some farm sanctuary volunteer days coming up too. So if you want to get involved with that, that's an option too. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> it's a good time for sure. Yeah. I think with my page, the big message that I feel like contributes to the overall conversation is is more so making veganism approachable. And so that's one thing that has been like the big driver of my activism through media is just kind of that message that, you know, you don't have to start big. You don't have to go big or go home. You can make small, meaningful changes. And then, you know, eventually before you know that you take baby steps and you're there, you're, you're eating a vegan diet or a vegan lifestyle. You're living that. So that's one thing that I feel like is really, really important in terms of bringing more understanding to this space because we have some very understanding vegans, but it's not always the most welcoming. And I think emphasizing that when we're sharing things is really important. I agree a hundred percent. Yes. And I'm very thankful you're out there spreading that message because you're right that a lot of times we don't encourage those small steps. We think it's either all or nothing, but it really does help. So make veganism that much more accessible and a possibility for people. And there's people like you out there showing that can just take these steps and do these things to make a difference. So thank you for everything you're doing. Yeah. Thank you for all you're doing. (laughs) You're welcome. And then any final party words for our listeners before we sign off? Uh, You can follow me at fork and nice on Instagram fork dot and dot nice but other than that uh thank you so much for having me absolutely thanks for coming out yeah thank you so much for coming on and if you want to follow us you can go to the animal advocates website or you could email us at bekindpodcast at gmail.com like subscribe wherever podcasts are found and thank you you for listening and watching thank you for listening to the be kind podcast by the Animal Advocates of South Central Pennsylvania.